Hey lovers, if you love Love and Lust and want to support Love and Lust, you can now purchase items from the merch store or leave a monetary donation. Love and Lust is a sex and relationship podcast hosted by Anna LaFevre. Viewing discretion and listening discretion is definitely, definitely advised. All right, everyone, we are back <laughs> with nonsense. I like this. Like, I always plan my show. My shows are always just like, you know, I have a topic, a theme, and then we go into it. This is my first time freestyling. So I have a question for you, sir. First of all, to everybody who you are, plug yourself, plug your podcast. It's a really good podcast. And if you haven't listened to it by now, shame on you. But go ahead and plug. There you go. Paul P. Mac Chambers, a.k.a. The Bad Guy, one half of the Thundercats with my main man, E-Man. Welcome to Forever Podcast, available on Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Beautiful. I love the podcast. I just hate that you guys are cowboy fan- <coughs> fans. <laughs> Can't be a hater all your life. <laughs> hate on what? The Cowboys? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Huh? Mm-hmm. Let me do that. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I have a question for you. You sure. can answer. You don't have to answer. Um, what is your sexual fantasy? Hmm. Well, I feel like we may have talked about this before at some point, but uh, you know, I love taking cruises. I fucking love it. I hate that I've not been able to take one in two years, but I really do want to have sex on the uh, the deck of a cruise, like the like balcony. You're watching Titanic a little bit too much, huh? Yeah, are you serious? They fucking a damn car, like in the like in fucking steerage of that damn boat. I want to fuck like out in the open and shit. I'm seeing Titanic. I remember the first time I saw Titanic, I was in a conversion van because there's a shit ton of uh, of me siblings on that thing. I'm not kind of weird. I had a lot of siblings. So we had a conversion van. We had like the pop top Dodge, you know, Ram conversion van. And it was like a real cool thing to have a fucking like TV in your van with a VHR player or whatever. So we were going somewhere because at this point, I think we were like going back and forth to Atlanta. I think that's where we're going from Polk County, Polk County, Florida, the 863. <laughs> oh, I don't fucking <laughs> The 863. Um, so my wonderful parents who were very fucking strict about everything, like I think at this point, we weren't allowed to listen to secular music unless my dad kind of low-key played his low-key sweat when uh, mother wasn't around. Keith <laughs> <laughs> Sweat, Rick James, all that. This is where I got, you know, little buy from but anyhow um so I put it in and they're sitting obviously in the you know passenger and the driver's seat and me and my brothers I think at this point it was my two older brothers and maybe the uh one after it was a baby and we're just looking like titties <laughs> titties <laughs> like do y'all know what we're watching that no you don't so we're gonna keep our mouth quiet so let me just go rewind let's press back <laughs> let's see this out again 
<laughs> when he was painting her, I seen that fucking um, theme probably like a hundred times when I was a kid. I was like, titties? <laughs> Y'all just think, know what's going on back here. <laughs> I think the first time I saw that is I think it came out either on my sister's birthday or right around uh, the one that two years older than me, mm-hmm. came out like right around there and she wanted to go see that for her birthday. So my mom made the whole family because that's what she wanted to do for her birthday. So we're all in there. Now I remember that scene in my mom's baby. I was probably like, I don't know, like six or seven maybe when that movie came out. And so my mom, she's, you know, throwing a fit on that scene, making me cover my eyes and all that shit in the theater. I mean, at that point, I didn't know what the hell I was covering my eyes for, shit, but... But it sticks in your mind when your parents make such a big deal about something, because I watched Blade at a very young age when it came out, the third one, when it came out, and I remember the beginning of the scene, there was people doing shit, and I understand, I honestly, to this day, wouldn't have known what the fuck was going on unless I, I don't think I've watched it recently, so I would never know what's going on. My mother was like, oh my god, oh my god, they're giving you that! stuck out to me because of the big you know deal that they made about that kind of shit it was that like i remember i was like 17 about to go to college in two weeks and i got kicked out the room because it was a radar movie i was like ain't this some shit <laughs> i'm about to live on my own in a co-ed dorm and and back in what 08 no when i go to college 07 a co-ed dorm was like a big deal like i'm opening the door and i'm paying dudes hi I basically just became a hoe. I, I was about to say, that's what we're going to call it. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> no, I'm not ashamed. I was a hoe, aka yeah. in my bad boy phase. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a hoe phase is always a good thing. I don't trust yeah, anybody that hasn't gone through a hoe phase, to be honest. It just, honestly, okay, so anyone listening, safe sex, best sex, please wrap it up. Use a condom, use protection. Oh. Don't raw dog somebody you don't fucking know talk to everyone like you're my little brother little sister don't do it because I, I talk to them like this don't do it i know it might feel better according to your head or whatever but don't do it don't spread that shit but anyhow um and, I mean, oh, and, yeah. and when i say a whole phase i mean obviously that could just mean just like you're fucking around with just two people at the same time i'm not saying you gotta be out fucking you know 10 11 15 people however I mean, but just, you know, you're fucking maybe more than one person and there's no emotional connection at all. You're literally just trying to get your nut and that's on the way. Like, so that's what I mean when I say a whole phase, because that's where I was at. I was fucking like three different chicks around the same time. 
Yeah. Proud of that. Proud of that. Oh, shit. <laughs> like being like fucking 20, hell yeah, I was fucking proud of that shit. I had my proudest moment this year. Moments this year. I'm not gonna go on further and say what happened, but I had my proudest <laughs> moments this year. <laughs> uh, I always look back and I applaud, I pat myself on the shoulder like you did good for yourself. I'm like, yeah, self, you did good for yourself. <laughs> Bravo. People would just be so proud. But, you know. Tell me. Tell me like. I keep my lovers private, so. (laughs) Why am I talking? I don't know what it is right now. I'm just like uh, crooning into the mic. Hey, what's up? It's Anna from Love and Lust. (laughs) And if anybody's wondering from a couple episodes episodes ago, we talked about seeking arrangements and sugar daddies. I have not gone on the site yet. Are you going to? Um, I think I really want to, but it's scary. Dating sites are scary for like, what is your experience with dating sites? Do you like them? And then also, would you have a sugar moment? Um, uh, probably not. <laughs> oh, not on the sugar moment? Yeah, probably okay. not. Okay, negative on that. Negative getting your mortgage paid, got you. But <laughs> negative on being, uh, never mind, I'm not gonna say it. I gotta stop. Why, why do you bring out like all like the shit I can get sued for? I can't say that. My hands are cleaning. This. My lawyer would be like, you blame, blame me for a lot of shit. That's one thing I've noticed. Why do you blame me for so much shit? You know what? I don't somebody, do anything. Somebody else said I do that a lot, and I, it's a joke. <laughs> but now I've got to go to therapy about this. <laughs> I'm saying that's why I don't I don't I don't think it's a joke when it comes to me. You always blaming me for shit. Like exactly. you were up, you were up twerking in the garage to like three o'clock in the morning. You wanted to blame that on me because you challenged me. I you said something, shit. and I felt like it was a challenge. And you know I'm competitive as shit. I have a steel trap. I know what the fuck I said. I don't forget anything. I said something to the effect of. Oh, it's not a Friday night turn up, something your, like that. I was watching your Snapchat. Uh-huh. <laughs> and after a while, you were you were turning up on that Friday night. And then after then a couple sad. hours, after a couple hours, I sent you, I was like, man, you look like you you're chilling now. You all partied out. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you were like, bet. And then you back up dancing. And then when your fucking back was hurt the next day, you're blaming me for that shit. My the other, the other night. Like what I two days ago on Snapchat, I did all that shit. My back was killing me yesterday. <laughs> That's why I disappear afterwards. Cause my I'm fucking my thirty one year old back, that shit ain't you know, it ain't holding up. It's not. I used to have this partner, and every time we we would have sex, he'd blow my back out, right? But I would immediately go to get <laughs> a massage after. <laughs> I knew that if I saw him, that massage was going to have to be in order for me to walk the next day. Still waddling, but... <laughs> and when you say massage, I'm assuming a professional... Uh, a assume. professional massage. I stopped going to the places that seemed that they would give you a happy ending because it kind of got weird sometimes. And it wasn't just me. I would go with somebody else and then my friend would be like, did you feel that? Was she like pulling your lips apart and I'm like yes bitch she was, she was doing that I thought it was just me shit if I told her just you know slip it in I'm pretty sure she would have like what the fuck is going on here that's not happening over here I need like a whole like test list so what never mind no let me go once again let me stop
Don't blame me for this. Don't blame me. <laughs> Was Bill Village? No, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Pull back. <laughs> Didn't finish the name. <clears throat> okay, so to to shift gears a little bit, since you want me to take over. Yes. We talked about worst sexual experience. What is your best sexual experience? Or at least one of them, if you have more than one. I, I would assume you have more than one. I have more than one. Oh, I have more than one. With more than one partners. I love them all equally. <laughs> from the pits of hell. Um, I don't know how to, like, I don't know. like. My lovers have been different. Like there's some that enjoy the whole entire body and there's some that we do a certain thing and that's what we do and it's fun every fucking time. So honestly, um, I just come into a situation with not like no inhibitions. I have a couple things I just, I put a pause on. Um, I do not like, um, but no, I just, I mean like I've been having a great fucking time. Like. There is, I can't really say this was better than this one because I like them both equal. Like, like Megan and Sally said, I love my knees. <laughs> you like them for, for different reasons. Yes. Yeah, because they enjoy my body and I enjoy their body in a different way. Like, I don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, some people uh, value, like, put a different emphasis on sex or whatever, a different way. Like, I can have this partner and this partner and then it's kind of like she got to have it kind of mode. <laughs> And we're good. <laughs> but like, but I can't really say because it's like, they, he enjoys this and then he enjoys this. And it's very different, very different. So, I don't know. I've been having some really good sex, guys. Some top notch. Okay, sex in public, yes or no? Okay, so I'm all for that whole entire wild shit. I'm all for that, right? <laughs> Uh, you know, doing what you want to do. But my thing is people don't realize that you can really get a sex charge for sex in public. And that right there is going to make me not want to do it. So for instance, if I owned an office space and my business was there and it was after hours, you came in and we just did it somewhere, but I own the space at the same time too. So it's my building. That's fine. But just doing it randomly and you can get a sex charge and then you're going to be on that list of like sexual like that's that's not okay with me in the yeah. back of my head i will always be thinking that so i won't have as much fun i understand because i know for a lot of people that's part of the thrill of it the thrill of possibly getting caught i don't yeah. know that's i've done it i've had sex in walmart parking lot in my car <laughs> uh and yeah. it, it's 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 a little bit of a thrill that's the only time i've really had sex in public somewhat in public. It was like four o'clock in the morning, which was probably even more risky because there's not really that that much going on at Walmart parking lot that not at Walmart. Um, not, not at Wally World. It was across from my job. <laughs> so we just went right over there and was like fuck it. Yeah, I I had an opportunity this year to do that and I was like, no. Nah. It was our first time together. So like, if he hits me up, whatever, okay. let's do it now, that's different. But it was our first time, first, I was like, First time, be... gotta be, Yeah. gotta be more controlled, you know? First time is always so like, kind. Oh, it's yeah. like, kind, and just like, oh, can I go there? Can I touch this? Do you like this? Do you want that? 
I like the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh time. <laughs> Well, yeah, because like the the first time, you know, you know, there's nerves. You don't really know what each other likes yet. You're still kind of trying to figure it out. So mm -hmm. you don't know. But it's like, yeah, by that by that third or fourth time, you're just a fucking animal at that point. <laughs> I feel like the, with me, um, the first time is usually like I'll stay after and I'll cuddle. And the thing is, is like I'm doing it for that person, but I feel at the same time they're doing it for me. But at the same time, I don't want to set up like a precedence of whatever so i'm just like sitting there and i don't i don't i'm not a big cuddler i'm really not like i have to actually like you and enjoy you to want to like be all up in you that's just me a lot of girls are not like this a lot of guys may not be like this but i am so um it's like you know it's like that awkwardness like do i go here do i go there now like with with uh, certain partners it's just like that level of comfortability. I'm just like, I got my inhaler ready. I got my wipes ready. <laughs> got a little routine going on. And I, that's, I don't know. The first time is always a little bit awkward. Yeah. And that's why I didn't want it. I was like, hard sex? Nah, dude. It's extremely overrated, especially, I mean, I'm 6'3". <laughs> yeah. It's not the yeah. most comfortable. And also, you know, speaking of underrated sex, I actually think shower sex is, uh, is uh, overrated as well. I'm not oh, a big no. shower, I'm not a big shower sex person. Nope. I almost died one it. time too. I stepped on that bar so I, I, I was almost out of there. I thought I was gone. I, like, it's not comfortable. Shit flashed in front of my eyes. I guess also like I'm a bigger girl, and you know, you're a tall dude. And I think that like, maybe if you're shorter, it's a little bit easier, but no, nah, my legs are way too freaking long. And I was in my Tahoe too, and it was still uncomfortable as shit. So I wasn't, and it wasn't, I wasn't even planning on that. We literally was just going over there and she was gonna give me some head. But and she just, she was one of them that she really gets turned on from sucking dick. So after a little bit, she really wanted to fuck after that. And I was just like, all right, fine, fuck it. And I do too though. Like, and I like that. I, I do like that when girl because I don't want it to. I don't want to feel like you know you're sucking my dick because you feel obligated to. I want. I want a girl that wants that actually wants to do it. Especially since a lot of women don't know how to suck dick anyway. So, <laughs> so if you actually are, I feel like that plays a big part in it. Women that don't really know how to suck dick are the ones that oh, maybe aren't as easy. interested. You're making it easier for me. <laughs> but I have thought when it helped and it happened, just like, mm. <laughs> And I, I just, I feel like, I feel like interest is a big part of it. If they're not that interested, then I don't think they're gonna be that great at it. Like, yeah. it, it you, know, you know what's weird? Um, growing up, I was told that oral sex is a sin. I was taught. I was taught. <laughs> But I'm a sinner, and my God's a forgiving God, so thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, I was taught that. Like, that was, yeah, not whatever, so. I remember the first time I ever ate pussy, I thought I was going to throw up. Really? Just not, not, you know, her pussy didn't stink or anything like that. It was just the, the thought. In yeah. Mind. When you think about something a little too much, like, I was like, the first time I do this, I feel like I'm a thrower. And 
I mean, it wasn't really that bad. I mean, I know I was, I know I sucked, <laughs> and I already know I was trash. A lot of guys, bad, but, but uh, I've gotten, I've, I've gotten considerably better at it since then. So, um, a lot of guys think that when they see a girl, quote unquote, clean, that she came. <laughs> And I'm saying this because I'm hearing what people are telling me because for some fucking reason, everyone wants to tell me about their whole sexual lives or whatever. Because first of all, you know, I'm not, you can confide in me. I'm not going to say anything. Second of all, I have this podcast. So people are just like my friends. I'm that's, like, bitch, this is 9 o'clock. That's just what I was about to say because with us having a relationship podcast too, people like talking to us about this shit now. And a lot of times, when, if I'm like out somewhere and you're trying to tell me, but I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I'll listen, I'll be nice, but I'll be honest, when I'm just like out in public somewhere and you're trying to tell me about yeah. your yeah. man that ain't no good, I really don't give two shits. I'm just being honest. No, I'm going to be honest too. And I tell people now, like you and I are different because I feel like, you know, we, we bounce ideas, you know, back and forth and we talk about it, whatever. But like other people, I had to tell them, I was like, dude, I have to put like restraints on this. I was like, if you want to know something, you have to ask me on the show. You need to go to YouTube, ask in the comments, because I have to, I'm, you know, I have multiple careers going on. This is not just it. So when I'm on this platform, I'm on this platform. But like, I have, like, people like contact me eight o'clock in the morning about like section. I'm just like, dude, I'm just wiping the sweat, the sweat or the sleep out of my eyes, one or the other, because I worked out or I slept in too late. One or the other, like, like, chill, chill. <laughs> like, but I just, like, when I first started having sex, I was awful. I was awful. Like, I didn't like kissing because I'm a drummer phone. So the OCD aspect of it was just like, I wouldn't kiss my partners. I wouldn't come down to my partners. It was basically, let me lie like this. You can do what you gotta do. It might feel good, it might not. And then I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know for me, uh... I had a little bit of arrested development when it came to all that, um, just dating, kiss, all that. I I kind of had like some of a late start because no one, I was fucking just awkward as shit when I was a kid. Well, what was the late start for you? Uh, I don't think I just really got like really, really serious for And maybe it may not be late to some people. It, it seemed like it was late to me, but I got like really, really interested in girls maybe when I was like, like 16 or so, my sophomore year. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how much, you know, I feel like it was maybe somewhat of a late start, mainly just because of my, uh, my, my contemporaries, I guess you could say. A lot of them, you know, start dating like 13, 14 and shit. That's, to me, that's so damn young. And so for me, it was really like 16, 17, somewhere in there, like my sophomore, junior year, when I really got the mix, but yeah even like with all that with sex everything yeah it was it was, it was a little bit later start for me it was okay so 17 <laughs> is like when i really started but people always like and this is like this is kind of sick they would like look at me i guess when i was younger and then she's like oh this girl's going to be whatever i remember the the very first time someone told me i was uh sexy quote unquote i was like 15 or 16 and i was in church and this dude came up. I was standing up. I forget because I was very involved in church. I was probably doing something. 
and dude came up and he told me this and I was like, thank you. So I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. No one was, you know, really prepared me for this shit. No one like sat down like, hey, Anna, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because it's like one of those things that parents really need to stop doing, but they really need to start preparing their children for this kind of world. You really have to. Your, your sons and your daughters, both of them, equally. You have to prepare them. And uh, I wasn't prepared that my um, dad, he was a part, you know, of the church or whatever, and he was doing shit. I think he was doing something in the sound. No, he was a, what do you call it? Those people that stand next to the pastor and take the money. It's not a deacon, what do you call it? Um, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't like one of those. My dad's a really big guy, very big guy. So, uh, sorry, my height and everything. I actually look just like my dad, too. So, um, he came to me afterwards. I remember this moment. He came to me afterwards. He was like, what did that dude say to you? I was like, oh, he said I was sexy, blah, blah. I didn't know what the fuck it meant. I knew, like, sex and sexy probably wasn't the best words, but I didn't know what that meant. And he was like, oh, like, I got, like, I got in trouble because this guy told me this because I didn't know better to tell somebody else that he said this to me. So, like, at that moment was, like, my first, like, realization and then the person that I got with when I was like 17, I knew known him since I was like 12. So it was just, and he was older. So it was like, dude, you were just like, keeping an eye out on me, huh? <laughs> like, that's what you're doing. Very, very, very weird. But like the growth that I have, you know, the path I have taken, the growth that's formed from the path that I've taken is like a lot. And I just felt, so much happier taking control of my sexuality, um, not giving a fuck about what society says, because society is going to say so many different things. And I'm going to I'm going to stop right here and, and say something that's actually kind of important for the first time on the show. <laughs> first time right now. You knew it was going to be like this. Too. I, I hate when people say, "Hey, uh, let me just go right to this." I hate when people say "little booty," and I'm going to tell you why. It's just like, I feel like as a woman, and I don't care what you say, but I also know that I am blessed, and I get that. But um, I feel like it's always like, your boobs are too big, your boobs are too little, your ass is too big, your ass is too little. And a lot of times, their asses are their asses. This is what God gave them. And no one ever wants to be called little. Do you want to be called a little dick? I'm not asking, I'm just saying to all my listeners, do you want to say you have a little dick? Do you want to say you have little whatever? No, you don't want that. So when you say little booty and it's like, ha ha, it's supposed to be a cute thing, little booties matter too. But now you're putting like that stigma on like it's a small ass. So then all of a sudden guys are like, okay, well, I don't like that fake shit, but you just call her ass little. So now in the back of her head, it's like, okay, to be sexy, now I need to go get fat injections or implants or do all this other shit, spend all this money on this shit. When who the fuck are you to tell somebody who's, body is proportionate to her size that her ass is little. That's my problem with it. I don't give a fuck about what you think about my body, because this is my body. And fuck you for passing judgment on it. Honestly, because you don't want me to sit here and pass judgment on your body. Like, that's it's not a nice thing to do. But that's my problem with the whole little booty thing. What is your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, we... We had this conversation actually probably not too long ago. You know kind of where I stand on this. I, I'm just one of those guys that I appreciate a woman's body for what it is, whether she's, you know, thick or 
maybe more petite, um, or she does have smaller breasts or bigger breasts. I'm, I mean, if you're happy with what you got, I'm happy with it. You know, I, I, I'm just one of them that I'm not gonna sit there and say, oh, just because she, you know, too small or too big or too thick or whatever. I'm not one of those guys. Yeah. I just, I, I've learned to just, just appreciate a woman for who she is, what she looks like. That way, she, you know, not saying that my validation should, uh, should matter to her. But yeah. Just more of, you know, just, just some more added confidence, I guess you could say, uh, for lack of a better word, so that she's, you know, feels good about herself. Again, not saying that, you know, my validation shouldn't matter, but just, you know, so that she feels confident. That's how I am. I feel like we all want to be um, validated. And, um, you know, um, we look from other people to validate us. Like, even as an actor, we are going to look for it because the validation is going to show in our numbers. It's going to show in, you know, if the numbers count because then it means that we can get more work and we can do all of this and make these big ass, you know, companies are going to want to fuck with us, basically. So we're always looking for validation and sometimes it does play in the back of our psyche. Look at all the um, entertainers, all these rich people that go and commit suicide. Why? Because your words do matter. Your words do yeah. fucking hurt. They hurt a lot. And, you know, getting hit stings for a moment. You can always put makeup over it. You can always do whatever to cover it. But words fucking penetrate that, you know, your heart and your your feelings or emotions so deeply. So we do need to be careful with what we say because, I don't know, it's just, it's just not right. And I just... I don't like that shit. I especially don't like it for young girls because I know how I felt about myself when I was a younger girl. I had very low self-esteem, extremely low self-esteem, which led me to go into shitty relationships because I didn't think that I, you know, I thought I was unlovable. I thought that I was so damaged that I was unlovable and I was just like, I felt happy and I felt like, oh my God, you're showing me attention. So I'm worthy of something. And this something yeah. is better than nothing. I used to always say, to my uh, one of my exes, I was like, oh, everyone's miserable, but I'd rather be miserable with you. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'd rather be miserable by my goddamn self. <laughs> it's so much cheaper than being miserable with somebody else, to be honest with you. You cause me my sanity, you cause me emotional damage, no, and money, no. Uh-uh, get out of here. But, you know, it's just, it plays a big part on, on it. And I just want these younger females to know that you're beautiful exactly the way God made you. Just take care of yourself. Eat the right food. Work out for your heart rate. Not for aesthetics, but for your insides. Yeah. Um, so that's my little, my little message. <laughs> my little okay. message. And I mean, and I hope the same thing too, because I know, I know for me personally, I have a very solid support system around me. So... I don't have to pay attention to all those outside influences because I do have a, a very solid support system. But I know that not everybody has that. So I do hope to the same thing for yeah. young, young men to just feel confident in yourself, no matter what anybody else has got to say about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I really, really hope you, uh, people and their view and on things really change. 
because I know that shit does affect you. But um, my love and lust listeners, I don't think that you guys know that we are with a world traveler. <laughs> you gotta think of these shit. We are with a British mom. <laughs> what did I say like that? Mon? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, like, like I'm sorry to British, I was like Jamaican. I don't know. Something like, like happened in between. I don't know. But like you know. it pained me as a damn British Jamaican cat. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, tell us how is life, uh, you know, being an army brat? What you remember? Because I know you moved over here when you're young. Uh, well, I said, yeah, uh, I was born in England. I was only there for a couple of years uh, before we moved here to Texas. Uh, I remember a lot more about living in Korea for three years. That's cool. I was about England, but it was How's, dope. Uh, How's Korea, though? Uh, surprisingly pretty normal. I mean, it had, it's, it, it had some crazy moments, obviously, but uh, surprisingly it was pretty normal. I think I, I mean, told you I to go to Korea this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I told, uh, back in like May, I was going to go to Korea. So. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I, I, I do want to go back one day, uh, just like I want to go back to England. Uh, I haven't been to England since, it's like four, maybe, I think when we left. Yeah. And, but, yeah. So, not pretty too cool. bad. Pretty dope. Do you use that as like a line to your ladies? <laughs> oh, yeah. They just, they fucking love it. I was born in fucking England and grew up in church. I mean, come on. See my face? I'm loving it. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I was fucking born to fucking be trouble. I was fucking my dad for the Army and Air Force Exchange Services. So moving around a lot when we were younger. And I grew up in church. I mean, come on. That's a perfect crazy person cocktail. And Shit. you live in a small town, right? Where fucking David Koresh <laughs> did all his earlier so, so everybody awesome. everybody here is Waco and they all make some everybody's crazy because of David Correa. Is that the guy from the show? The show Waco on Netflix. Oh no 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 I'm thinking actually I'm thinking something and it's not like that TLC show. Okay yeah there's a show called uh Waco on Netflix about the whole branch uh Davidian it's long story. It's actually pretty good if you haven't watched it. It's, it's pretty good, but David Koresh was pretty thrown off into <laughs> individually, but yeah. Yeah, that's funny. I haven't been to Texas in like, I was supposed to go last year. The same exact time I was supposed to go this year, I was supposed to go last year for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> same reason, but different reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all business related. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I might have my own uh, business reason to go to LA pretty soon. I was trying to go to your, I was trying to go to your free birthday. <laughs> to be honest, I was trying to pair it together, but I don't know if it's gonna work out. Oh, that's that's what we that's what we're calling it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with you. But everyone else they give up. <laughs> they give I, I confuse the fuck out of people and it's funny too because I do it on purpose. Like I'll, I talk in roundabouts. I'm really good about it because ain't nobody's business about actually, you know, you know what, what really goes on. So um, I will definitely confuse you, and I'll do it on purpose. I told you, I already, I figured that was one of the first things I figured out about you. Everything with you is calculated. There's no missteps when it comes to you at all. Everything is carefully planned out when it comes to you. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very competitive. So I'll be like, how can I get out of this? How can I get out of that? How can I do this? And it's fun. Like, it's little games that, you know, you have to play. Hell, I figured, the, I figured the damn competitiveness out when you thought I challenged you to some fucking dancing shit. I didn't say anything. You said a whole lot, sir. Whole I didn't say lot. shit. Governor. Governor. <laughs> I'm gonna get that accent down to really fuck with people. I'm gonna get that you accent should. down. That's like a really good, like, player line. Like, I would already do that. Like, I already do that whole entire, oh, I'm French. I'm such a lover. And then someone called me out the other day, a couple weeks ago, actually, because, you know, I have a bad memory and it's medical. So I have proof that I have bad memory. <laughs> and I was like, oh, but I don't, I don't really remember stuff, but I remember how it made me feel. And I was like, damn, I'm not much of a player. Like, I can, like, I just, I don't remember, you know. No, I don't remember you because I'm talking to like 10 other people, so that's why I don't understand. I'm scared. This is all me. Uh, you know, if a girl told me that shit, I'd probably be like, oh, okay. But in the back of my head, I'm like, that was corny as fuck. I just feel like <laughs> Oh, but the way I say it, it ain't gonna be corny. It ain't gonna be corny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe to them tender dicks. So, what are you doing for Christmas? Uh, I feel like they should cancel it. Pretty much the same thing as Thanksgiving. We have this tradition in, in our family. We always we always stop at everybody's house and then we all uh, end up at my parents' house at like 6 a.m. and go wake them up and fuck with them. And then my dad usually makes Christmas breakfast every year. So that's pretty much all we're gonna do. My family's really small, so we don't have all that. Um, it's really, yeah, it's really small. I'm not gonna name who, who it is because some people might feel like they get left out. And I don't really don't want to feel like exposing myself right now, so. <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a handful and a half, guys. Like they say in the South, she's something on a stick. <laughs> I'm not even gonna I, touch that one. I could take that somewhere else, but I'm not. I used gonna... to be so nice. I used to be the nicest fucking person. At the end of the day, I'm still a nice person. I'm very nice. But once you like hit me with some bullshit, my tolerance for bullshit is just like not not there. I used to look when I was a little kid. I used to look at older people. I'm just like, oh, you're so immature because of the way they would handle situations. I get it. Your tolerance is there because you've been handling shit your whole entire fucking life. You've already seen this happening before, so you're not gonna let it happen again. And I don't give a fuck who you are. You could be blood related. You could be whatever. I am my like you say my mental health, but my energy, the way that I conduct myself, cannot be. Um, I want to say tantalized. I don't know why I want to say tantalized, but I don't. It cannot be touched by somebody else. Like I'm not gonna allow it. I don't give a shit if you understand. I don't give, like, I, it's not my duty to make you understand. If you want to be in my life, then you would make it a priority for you to understand. Because at the end of the day, I don't do people dirty. I don't do people wrong. I'm a solid-ass motherfucker. And that's all I got to say. I don't know why I was doing all that fucking work. Because now I don't lie. I, I was like, I'm, get your shit off. I was just going to let you go. Shit. I'm a solid <laughs> fucking person. So, I have never started some shit. But I will motherfucking finish it. 
Talking shit. <laughs> Everything's real. <laughs> this is a special note for somebody that's listening. Actually, about three of you listening. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> got my own eyebrows. Got my own eyelashes. Not right now, though. But <laughs> what are you going to say? That's why I don't understand when people are mean to me. Like why? You want you want some of this? <laughs> That's dry coochie energy. Leave me alone. You know what I'm talking about to you right now. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I can't with you. I can't oh. with you. And I can't with you because I do know what you're talking about, but I can't with you. Like why are you coming for me? I didn't do coffee. I'm just sitting here on my couch drinking fucking wine. Oh my God, I'm sitting here. <laughs> Why are you gonna try to come for me? Don't come for me. You don't want this. Man, I was gonna unleash the beast too. Like, you don't understand. Like, I was going to, and I was like, uh, y'all lucky I'm Christian. <laughs> You're lucky. Hey, if you like it, I love it. I'm not saying nothing about it. <laughs> Sorry, getting people uh, Christmas presents this year? Uh, I haven't figured out what yet, but yes. I just wanted, like, all my listeners, like, this, no, I want to say epidemic. What's it? Pandemic? Pandemic. Pandemic. You know, on serious note, I really just want to tell everyone, like, I don't know, like, memories are so much more than presents. Like, you can remember certain presents, but memories are what counts. So make, make a priority on making memories this year, even if it's on a even if it's you not know, FaceTime, whatever, versus presents. Don't feel like presents. Don't feel like you are pressured to have to buy shit for people when we're all going through this really, really tough time. And I'm pretty sure it affected every single person. And I'm not judging somebody from that, you know, from whatever to whatever. You know what I mean? But don't feel like you have to. Just enjoy the time with your family. Because not all of us, you know, have had time, have had the time to spend with family on holidays. I know I haven't. I was gone last year. So just enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. We got to. Because, I mean, presents, they might be cool in the moment. But the grand scheme of things, especially with the way this year has gone, and there's a lot of people that, you know, didn't even make it to this year, yeah. to the end of this year. So yeah. you got to gotta be grateful for uh, for. <laughs> even just making it to tomorrow. There is this uh, famous photographer that just passed away, um, famous LA photographer. I never worked with him. All my friends have, a lot of people in the industry know who he is. He, he passed away from COVID uh, yesterday. So, you know, just take your time, enjoy your family, enjoy your friends, enjoy all your loved ones. Take that time to send out messages, you know, Tell people happy Thanksgiving. Well, actually, Thanksgiving already passed. 
Have, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, be safe, don't do anything I wouldn't do, which <laughs> that's, 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 that's me. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> well, brothers, I always say that to them. They're like, so just basically do everything. <laughs> that's on you. You need to come. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I told my friend, I don't know how this is going to happen, so I'm just going to put this out here. I was like, I need, I want to get like invest into like a um, condom company. Like I want my own condom company. I think that'd be cool. But I don't know how to do that. And I would probably have to get like scientists and all everything to have to get it like approved by, I don't even know what board. But I feel like sometimes guys, I don't know, like this is like a younger guy thing. They get intimidated when they go into the store and you know how magnums are just like, exemplified and everybody wants to bag them but I'm gonna be real honest with you a lot of the they got a lot of the guys I don't give a fuck how so I'll just say it a lot of the guys I've been with that are bigger size they don't even use magnums they use something else and I don't even know what the something else is I just know they have something else on that <laughs> that's all I care about <laughs> does it work yes okay um so I feel like a lot of guys are intimidated when they go when they go into the store to shop for the appropriate condom for themselves. Do you feel the same way or no? Uh, I never have. I'm like, look, y'all want to sit there and be and, and, and feel embarrassed or whatever about it. I don't give a shit because I'd rather feel embarrassed than fucking catch something where my fucking dick's gonna fall off.
in a club at fucking uh, DJs at, I don't know why I said DJs, <laughs> at Yard House. Why am I plugging all these businesses? <laughs> Meet him at Chili's. Y'all all give me gift certificates or something. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't that. Um, Meet him at Chili's and then, you know, the, the clubs are closed. And then you guys go fucking finger bang. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys go I just wanted to say that word. <laughs> Y'all go bang and that's it. To me, that's a one night stand because that's the definition of a one night stand. Not two night stand, not three night stand. Once you start doing a little bit, you know, texting, whatever, that's a relationship to me. Doesn't mean it's like a, you know, committed relationship, but it's a, that's why we have the other word, committed relationship. That's why there's yeah. a, an adjective describing the noun, right? Am I giving you grammar right now? <laughs> <laughs> by doing that I had somebody the other day like here's the thing I'm dyslexic and I make a lot of mistakes typing but the funny thing is that I have over a hundred at least a hundred um, publications professional publications any kind of like poems stories um, hard writing white pages content writing whatever so somebody tried to tell me that I wouldn't say something in the right tense I was like okay let me give you let me, let me educate you <laughs> I met it in this tense and I gave him the whole thing to like, oh I was like yeah I was like don't come for me I'm dyslexic so it takes a lot <laughs> I read people all the time like I'm oh lord the shade I read throwing palm trees so I'm just kidding it's like light shade it's like hey if you stand just right it's shade but if you stand together right that coconut's gonna hit you on the head <laughs> I can't. I can't with you. I can't. I'm not up on just like on the. <laughs> mm. The other day, this is the corniest thing I've done. The other day, I was standing in line, and I um sometimes I'm standing in line I'm a little bit hyped because I'm about to get food, and I, you know I love food, so I was a little bit hyped, whatever. And then I was making everyone in line laugh, and I was like, yeah, back before COVID, I was actually a stand-up comedian. Now I'm just in the in, in of the line comedian. <laughs> <laughs> they started laughing. That's all I counted. Making people smile. What were we talking about? What the I have no idea. About? I really have no idea. I don't know either. <laughs> oh no, like, this shit just went completely talking? left. I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> my cheeks hurt. I'm laughing. My little silent ass laugh. If you were in a horror flick, would you last or would you die? Mm, I'm pretty sure be, because of my horror movie knowledge, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna, I'm gonna survive. Yeah? <laughs> How would you survive? Mm -hmm. I mean, it depends on what kind of horror movie it is, shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna trip and fall while I'm running away like they, like every person does in every fucking horror movie ever. I'm pretty sure I would. The other, um, last year, it's probably like some of the stupid shit I've ever done. I was um, in the garage. I heard some noise outside. I went to the noise. I was like, really? That's what we're doing right now? <laughs> That's what we're doing? I didn't even think about it. So after, I was just trying to solve the noise problem. <laughs> I was like, wow. Oh. Who am I right now? I'm supposed to run away from the noise. 
Not going too late. It's true. I'm not about to sit here and be no damn inspector gadget on some shit. So a lot of people are talking about like the new year and whatever. I mean, I really just, it is what it is with the new year. Like it's just gonna be another fucking year. I'm all with that meme that I got to see the trailer for 2021 first. Yeah. Before I get excited about the shit. I don't, like, I just feel like life as we knew it last year is never going to be like that. Yeah. So I'm not trying to get all hype. I'm not trying to be like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know. So we'll see what happens with the, you know, the new year and with the president, new president coming in and all that other stuff and yeah. the other one coming out. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. Let me sit here and just watch. Until they can finally get his ass up out of there, he doing his damnness not to leave. It's just, I don't know, the whole situation, I don't like to really get too much of his politics on here, but the whole thing is just like, I feel like you have to be careful, especially with reality stars, because reality shows are not the truth. Let me tell you, be the first one. I think I, um, two episodes ago, episodes ago, I was telling everyone this. What you see is what we give to you. What you see mm-hmm. me is what I give to you. There's so much more going on in my life that you don't even know that I do. You don't even know that I participate in. I keep that private. And there's many reasons why I keep that private. But like, he's a reality star pro. Like, I don't, I don't trust. That's just, it's a fantasy world. So before the whole entire election, he was already plugging the thought that the election was going to be rigged with the mail-in ballots. Plug that in. So regardless of whatever the truth or the fake news, whatever it is, he already put people's mindset that are not self-thinkers to that. So tell me why I mailed in my ballot over four years ago, the last election, and it was fine. There wasn't any fraud. But now it's fraud. My grandparents have lived in California since they moved here from, you know, from abroad um, in the 60s. They've been mailing their ballot in for almost that amount of time. That's California. California, you do shit like that. Maybe in the South, because when I lived in Florida, you didn't have that option. So it's just like he's, he like put this in everyone's mind and now like his followers, whatever, fans, just call them fans. Followers, supporters, whatever. They're not thinking this, but it's like, dude, you gotta like kind of think for yourself at the same time because he put that thought in your fucking head as he's been doing with so much shit. You know, in reality, you co- you need to put the news out before the news actually comes out. And who is great at doing this? The Kardashians. The Kardashians yep. will take any situation and it is the most brilliant fucking thing I've ever seen. It is brilliant. I don't care what anyone says about Kardashians, they and their whole entire brand is brilliant. They will take any kind of news and they will tell you what to think about it. So any kind of thing that's happened, like negative or positive, they're coming back and they're writing the, their story. And it's brilliant. It's absolutely mm-hmm. fucking brilliant to control your narrative, which which is what I tell females to do. Control your fucking narrative. Don't let society, you know, tell you what is right and wrong, what is like right for you to do as a female. No, you control your fucking narrative. Yep. So 
Yep, most definitely. I'm always, I'm always gonna paint who I am before I allow somebody else to do it for me. That's the smartest way. It is the smartest way. And I do that all the time. I, mm -hmm. I do it all the time. I mean, that was branding. That's what we call it in marketing. It's branding. And, yep. and advertising. That's all we're doing. As soon as you go for a job interview, you're branding yourself. You're advertising what you have. We've been doing this our whole entire fucking lives from the first day of kindergarten where we're dressing up in our best little clothes or on Sunday we go in our Sunday best. We've been doing this our whole entire fucking life. Don't be sitting here acting surprised that you actually like now know <laughs> what it actually is. <laughs> so we juxtapose the situations. I just wanted to say juxtapose. <laughs> I can't <laughs> The place side by side. <laughs> One of my friends is like, could you stop using your big words around me? No. <laughs> Makes me feel erudite. <laughs> I can't with you. I don't know what I'm gonna do with you. <gasps> oh, that's what my daddy's been saying since 1989. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna they used to try? They used to try to uh to clip. Of pain. 
pain that hurts and pain that alters. Yeah, it got me altered. I was like, never to. I told my friends too though before it happened. So I think my guard was up. I was like, if this shit doesn't work out, done. Didn't work out. So <laughs> done. You just want to do that again, didn't you? Yeah. I know you just want this. <laughs> I, can't. I like to do stuff in twos. I, I don't like to leave it on uh, odd numbers. That's a lie. <laughs> it's not a good. It sounded real good. That was some oh, good bullshit. Oh, Lord. So if anybody is listening to this and is a therapist, um, please send me your information. <laughs> <laughs> I can use all the therapy. I fired my last therapist and see if they was the same shit I wanted to hear. So. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing. But anyhow, everyone, thank you for listening to Love and Lies. We're going to shut it down right here. <laughs> thank you, Paul, for... Being on uh, Love and Lust, his information for his podcast is going to be linked below. If you haven't listened, you should listen. Shame on yourself. Um, yeah, that's what I have to say. I want to say happy holidays. I hope everyone's having and enjoying a very safe Christmas season. Um, yeah, that's about it. So I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Love and Lust. Love and Lust. Love and lust.